Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is Adam Posner. Adam is the founder and managing director at NHP Talent Group, a boutique New York-based staffing firm specializing in talent acquisition for senior-level roles within digital marketing, media, product, and content creation at startups, creative agencies, and brands. Adam is truly a power connector. He identifies opportunities, synergies, and connects the dots, which is exactly what he did with me and why he's on this podcast. And listen, man, I got to acknowledge you. I usually acknowledge people at the end, but I have to acknowledge you now because a lot of people will ask me to come on the podcast. But what you did is you played the long game. <laughs> of course, you actually you actually do stuff, but you also played the long game instead of just, you know, shooting me straight like, yo, man, can I be on the podcast? What you did, you commented on my stuff for quite a while. Like I was familiar with your name for quite a while because you were commenting on my stuff and I was seeing you comment on other people's stuff. And, you know, we just had that interaction and you breathe, you bred that familiarity with me. And then, you know, you were messaging me and then you get me on a phone call and like we're, you know, and we're talking and I'm like, I'm just really enjoying the conversation. Like I just really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the end of it, you, pulled the, I don't even remember how you did it, but you said it in the perfect way. And I'm like, I'm like, of course, man, <laughs> you know, cause you're just a good guy. And like, I, I just love, I try I just love what you're about, man. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks. First and foremost, thank you for having me on the podcast. And, and I talk about this a lot. It's taking the online offline, right. And having that conversation and really connecting with people first before going in for the kill. And I think that applies to anybody in sales, right. And I always say the long game is my game, right. And I, and I, I truly win daily off those residuals, right. It's about patient, polite, persistence, something that I preach. And that's really what's opened up a lot of doors for me and having conversations like this. So thanks for having me on, man. Of course, man. Who really talk about the long game. I talk about the long game all the time. I love the long game. And but what is it that you think about what what is it about people that play the short game? It's like it, the allure of the 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 idea of like that quick win is so it's it's sexy. Like you could send out a hundred direct messages like copy and paste and like you know it's a really sexy idea to think that, oh, I could make like X amount of dollars if X amount of people say yes. And I could get on X amount of podcasts if X amount of people say no. yes. Like, why do you choose to play the long game? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a matter of, you know, the mindset of having instant gratification versus understanding the value of a long-term relationship. And that is the, the true quote unquote whale, so to speak, right? Those relationships take time and it takes effort invested into it. And that pays off incredibly more than these short-term wins, right? Those open up more doors for you. They open up, you know, incremental opportunities versus those quick wins. Those quick wins, you go in, you go for the kill and you're done, right? It's a different mindset. And once you get to that point in your life or in your career and you understand that, that is a true game changer. Understanding that the long game in the long run is a lot more beneficial than that short game. 
Yeah, man. No, no transactional networking, no transactional relationships. Like we're here for the long game. Totally agree with you. Adam, I got, so, so you were working at VaynerMedia, right? Yep. What happened? Yeah, man. Um, it was crazy. So just to kind of fill everybody in here, you know, long story long, as I like to say, you know, 15 years, you know, born and raised New Yorker, 15 years working in the ad and marketing industry here in New York, worked at tons of agencies, you know, client side at Amex, Sirius XM. And my last stop before pivoting into recruiting, I landed what I called the Holy Grail at that time was uh, I was group account director over at VaynerMedia working underneath Gary and his team over there. And I was like, holy cow, I, I made it. This is freaking awesome. I did it. And I jumped right in. And, you know, in the beginning, it was pretty good. Everything was going pretty well. And then some things started to change in my life on the outside that was affecting me inside at work. And I did not bring my A game. And it was interesting because I, I I felt it coming and I and I tried to do things to to counter it. One thing led to another and I, and I lost my job. I I was fired and that was tough, dude. Right? I mean, it was tough on so many levels. It was tough to go back to my my wife and my family and say I failed. It was tough because at that point in my life and my career, I was like, what the hell am I going to do next? And it was a real moment. You know, it was my lowest moment um, of my life and. I had to dig deep and, and figure out what to do next. Mm-hmm. What, and um, so what are some of the things that you learned and what did you do next? Well, I think the ultimate point was self-awareness, right? And at that moment, when I lost my job, <clears throat> you know, Gary comes into the room. And I mean, for anyone who, who doesn't know him personally, he's the real deal, right? He says what he means and he means what he says. And he's sitting across from me. And he's like, listen, Adam, it wasn't a matter of, of, of people not liking you. It just, it just didn't work out, right? It just wasn't right. It wasn't right for the company. It wasn't right for you. And we had to part ways. And I was like, Gary, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. My, my, my hands were in my head. My head was in my hands. You know, I was on the verge of tears. And he looked at me. He's like, dude, at this stage of your life, at this stage of your career, you got to stop focusing on the shit that you suck at. And I thought about that for a second. He's like, and you got to double down on your strengths. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty deep, right? Like what, like what, like what, what does that mean? And he said, you, you just got to, you got to move forward, right? You got to think about what are those things that you're really good at? What are those things that you just crush? What is your freaking superpower? And I said, well, my superpower is, you know, the ability to have conversations like we're having right now, the ability to network and my knowledge of this industry. And I said, well, what are you going to do with that? And I said, well, you know, I have a friend who does healthcare recruiting for years. He's been saying, dude, you'd be awesome at recruiting. You know, Gary's like, wait a minute, recruiting? He's like, you, you kill it. You absolutely freaking kill it, man. He's like, go do it. So with the wind on my back, you know, Gary, you know, he said, go do it. I got your back. Whatever you need, just go get it. Go do you. And I jumped right into it, man. And that was my big push into recruiting. But it wasn't for that moment of self-awareness where I had to dig deep and say, you know what? There's things that I suck at. I'm not going to go back and repeat those same mistakes. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm bad at. And I'm only going to focus on those strengths and move forward on that. And I haven't looked back, man. It's been four years. It's been an incredible journey. And I really wouldn't be where I am today having this conversation with you if it wasn't for those experiences and the failures within those experiences and what I learned from them. Mm -hmm. Pardon my ignorance, but like my understanding of recruiting is just very, very poor. Um, What is when people ask what you do, how do you answer that? What is the rundown on recruiting? Right. And I, I, 
I do know that, I, that there are some negative connotations with it. And just explain and dispel whatever you want to say here. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think overall as an industry, recruiters get a bad name, right? And it's the same thing with attorneys too, where it's, you know, the attorneys are sharks, recruiters are all terrible. They're all just money hungry. But it's those bad recruiters that give us good recruiters, a, a, you know, a bad name. And I think it really comes down to us good recruiters really understanding that our job is to match opportunities, right? We're connectors, right? We're those conduit that connects a, a candidate who's on the market or maybe even passively with an amazing opportunity that's going to improve their life and improve their career because that's really what the difference is. And it goes back to what we spoke about at the beginning of the conversation. It's all about relationships and being less transactional and being more relationship-based. And I think that's really the key to recruitment, right? It's not just old school headhunting. It's not keyword matching on a resume. Um, and then I think that the other factor too is it's just a completely, you know, diluted and insane market right now where everybody is out there being a recruiter. It's being offshore to third parties, um, automated. There's a lot of AI going on to it, but it really comes down to that human interaction because ultimately at the end of the day, you could take a candidate to the point of accepting an offer, right? But once you get to that point, it is out of your control. So you have to be sure as a good recruiter that you've done everything you could to manage expectations, set that candidate up for success, ensure that this role is right for them, ensure that it, it meets their professional, their personal goals, right? And really just set them up um, to accept the offer coming from their heart. And that's really what it's about. What do you think it is that sets you apart? That's a good question. I think it goes back to not being transactional. I think because I yeah. genuinely, and I, and I mean this, and I'm not even just, you know, blowing smoke. I genuinely care about my candidates, right? I want people to be happy because if you switch it to a transactional point, if a candidate does not stay in their role 90 days in, I lose my commission. So it's in my best interest to make sure that they're happy, right? That they're engaged. And at the same time that the client feels good that they made the right decision. So it's an equation, right? It has to work out on both sides. And we're so that middle man. We're in the balance. We're in right. So so you're looking for A-plus candidates, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Okay. Well, what would you say are the characteristics? And I think this is something that's going to really help some people. What are the characteristics of this A-plus candidate? Right. And I think, it come, yeah, I think it comes down to the candidate being in the mindset they are prepared to make a change in their career. Right. And it's a tough decision, right? Next to choosing your mate, next to choosing some other major life decisions, you know, career is up there in that in that top three, right? Your job is is up there in those important decisions. And I think it comes down to being in that right mindset where the candidate is motivated to make that move for the right reasons, right? And it's not always about money, right? And that's not what I focus on in recruiting. Listen, everybody wants to make money title change, you know, progress in their career. But it's really about understanding candidates' motivations, right? Like, what is it? What are you not getting at your current job, right? Are you not being challenged? Are you not being motivated? Is there a glass ceiling ahead of you where you're not being promoted? Or maybe it's just something you don't enjoy it anymore, right? Like, we only live one life, and I think it's critical when you get up every day. If you dread going to work every day, you need to change it. That is in your control, right? Do something about it. Yeah, there's a couple of things there. I always think that the people who say, thank God it's Friday are going to be the people that get to the end of life and say, thank God it's over. And that's like, I post that to LinkedIn and like, that's a controversial thing that some people agree with, some people didn't. But I feel like it doesn't have to be that way. No. And it, but it is that way when you have a job that you just don't like going to. Right? I'm going to switch I'm gonna switch it on you. I'm going to switch sure. it on you. I, I thank God it's Friday because for me personally, that's more time with my wife and kids and shit I love to do. On the flip side of that, if you say, 
oh shit, it's Monday. That's 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 in my opinion worse, right? If you dread Sunday night and Monday morning, then it's whack and you gotta change your game, man. Okay, yeah, that's what people said. Um they said like Dude, just wait. Like that's what people were commenting. Like, wait till you have kids and a family, and then and we'll see what you think. And I literally replied to the comment. I was like, bet. <laughs> but but nobody nobody explained it the way you just explained it. I like the way you just turned the tables. What'd you say? You said, oh, oh shit, it's Monday. Oh shit, it's Monday. <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah, you shouldn't be saying, oh shit, it's Monday. That's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. I mean, I I I love Fridays and I love Mondays, right? I and I found, you know, it's taken me forty years, man. It's taken me forty years to find this balance where I love Fridays because I'm going to have that family time, right? And I love what I do for a living, and I love jumping into Monday mornings to the point where Sunday night I'm making, you know, little notes on my on my on my post-it pad here that I have where things that I need to do first thing Monday morning. These are all awesome awesome job offer, job offer, following up on a job offer. Like these are all cool things that I, that I love to do. But if you wake up and I've been there in my career and I'm sure other people have too, where it's like Sunday night, you're like, Oh no, I have to go in Monday morning. Oh, it's going to be such a long week. This is terrible. I can't wait till it's Friday again. That is what you got to fix. Mm-hmm. That's a great distinction there. What would you say some of the biggest changes have been going from i mean because you worked for other people for Mm -hmm. a really long time right like you had the traditional jobs um but now what do you think working for yourself now like how has your life changed pros cons yeah man absolutely and i think for me it's it's a godsend man i i've always meant to work for myself but i don't think i could have gotten to this point where i am successful working for myself unless i've had that rear view mirror, you know, that 15, 17 years of experience working for other people. So I've learned from great bosses, right? The, the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world, some of the folks that I had, you know, at other agencies who really taught me how to lead, how to manage and manage expectations. And I think that's the key, right? There's a lot of people who are new in their career who are working for themselves that don't have that discipline, right? And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to for working for yourself. You have to be disciplined. You have to make sure that you're managing your clients, you're managing your finances, you're managing your infrastructure, and you're keeping that train moving forward. Those are the positives. Positives, I, I, I build my own schedule. I'm able to manage my time so I could be present for my family, present for my kids, and I could get my work done on my own time. I don't like other people telling me how to manage my time. And I think that's really what it comes down to. And I love owning my own business and being responsible for my success, right? Like if I'm working for an agency, if I'm working for a client and I make the shareholders an extra dollar, how does that affect me, right? Like every minute of effort I put in affects me, my life, and my business. Mm-hmm. Adam, have you ever had a bad client that you've had to fire? <sighs> yeah, man. And it happens in recruiting. <clears throat> it happens more often than we like in recruiting, especially in the contingency world where just to fill everybody in, in in recruiting, there's a few different models, right? There's contingency where recruiters do not get paid unless they place a candidate, right? So we're working on a contingency basis. So we could literally take a candidate all the way up to the finish line and we spend weeks, months, possibly getting them there, right? In our time. And then you get to the finish line and the client went with another candidate who's not yours. They went with your candidate who turned down the offer and they moved on to somebody else. And that's all dust in the wind, right? But what it really comes down to is the the clients have to be your partner, right? That's how recruiting is successful. When you when you have a client who partners with you, they keep the process moving forward. They give actionable feedback, right or wrong. And if they go with your candidate or not, at least they're a good client. Now I've had clients that 
feedback takes forever. Their process takes forever. And again, you're now affecting my time and my time is my money. And that's when you have to evaluate, is that a good client or a bad client? And it's not just their relationship with them. It's, it's really evaluating that efficiency and are they moving my bottom line forward? And I think that's what's critical. And I've had to let clients go. And sometimes it's been a very candid, you know, mutually understanding conversation where we both say, okay, this isn't working out. It's time for us to move on. And I've had a couple of contentious ones, right? And I think it's really about how you deal with it, how you not burn bridges, how you hold your head up and you move forward. Yeah. How do you not burn the bridges? And by the way, for people maybe wondering why I'm asking that question, if, if you're wondering why I'm asking that question, that sure. might not be why a you asking that stuff. question. <laughs> but I'm asking that Adam and I just had a, a heart to heart before we turned on the, uh, the record here. And because I am dealing with like <laughs> just the worst, <laughs> the worst client right now. And it's like draining the life out of me. And it's just, Oh, and like, you know, it makes me want to bang my head against a wall. Um, so that's why I'm asking Adam about this. And he has some really good perspectives on it. Adam, how do you not burn the bridge and do this in a very nice way that doesn't ruin your reputation? It's being upfront, being completely transparent. Don't sugarcoat things. Don't bullshit it. And just be straightforward. Matter of fact, but be polite about it. And this is business. This is not personal. Avoid getting contentious. And if you feel like it's getting to a contentious level, you have to back away. The last thing you want to do is get in a pissing match and get personal with a client. That's your reputation. And that's one thing that, you know, I truly pride myself on. I think in the last, we'll call it 17, 18 years, I've only burned one bridge and that needed to be napalm scorch earth because that was the only way out of that. Mm. One time it had to go down. Somebody was not treating me right. And it affected my family, it affected my bottom line, and and that just had to go down, and I didn't look back. Uh, wow, well, I love I love all the um, all the advice you've given there. I I really appreciate that, and I think it's very valuable for people as well because you know even I think it's it's not something you see coming ever. Like I you know I always heard this too. Like you know you know sometimes you have to fire content. I'm like yeah effing right like money's money dude but there comes a certain point where like you know if you are in business for yourself you're probably going to have that bad client absolutely i mean you're you're going to it's just the the it just shit happens shit happens so and not everyone's perfect right and and money's not money so it really affects your well-being and there comes a certain point where like, it's just not worth it. It's not worth you gotta it. Gotta cut it loose, right? There's, there, there's two things that are the, people ask me, what's most valuable to you, right? And there's two things. One is my time, right? And one of my relationships. And I learned at this point that I will not sacrifice those for anybody. And those are what I hold highest. So if something's affecting my time in a negative way, or it's affecting a relationship that I spent years to build, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to break that. I'm not going to let that bend. I'm not going to let that flex. I'm not going to let that break. Gotcha. Adam. So I've got a couple final questions. And one of the things I want to know when you were 21, what are some things that, what is something that you believed when you were 21 that you do not believe to be true now? Something that where your perspective has completely changed in the past couple of decades. Jeez. Uh, when I was 21, I thought that I was right all the time. 
and that I was Teflon and nothing would affect me. Mm. I thought that it was a a different mindset of self-awareness that I, that I have now that I didn't have then, right. Where back then I, I was always right. I couldn't do any wrong. Everything I said was right. Everything I did was right. And now it's looking at a point where maybe I wasn't right back then. Right. And how do I be more self-aware about understanding different viewpoints and understand that there might be a better way or a different way to do things, being more open-minded. I think that's critical. Dude, how did you realize that? Mistakes, trial and error, building calluses, building calluses, right? Every success, every failure has built a layer of callus that makes me stronger, that makes me more resilient, that makes me more open-minded. And that's really led to exactly where I am today, where I should be. Mm, Gotcha. So I highly recommend that people connect with you, Adam Posner, over on LinkedIn. And they can visit you at nhptalentgroup.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Also have my podcast coming out soon. And big thanks to you, man, and the other talent creators that are out there for inspiring me to get out there, do my podcast, tell my story, and always add value. Awesome, man. Love it. So this is usually where I acknowledge you. And I did acknowledge you for playing the long game. And I, because I love people who play the long game, like we are one and the same, you know, so I really do appreciate that about you. And I appreciate your patience and trusting the process, Um, you know, throughout your career, it hasn't always been smooth sailing, but you stuck with it, persevered, and now you work for yourself and you are as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, crushing it. So I acknowledge you for that, Adam. I appreciate it, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me on the show. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. So, Adam, my final question is, I'm actually going to change it a little bit. I've been butchering it a little bit lately, like on purpose. I've been I've been changing it around. If you could see a course implemented at a university that is not currently being taught in schools, what would that course be? Yeah, absolutely. It's a course around self-awareness. And what are those tools to recognize and put yourself in that mindset to be open-minded, to be receptive to feedback, to recognize your strengths and recognize your weaknesses? Adam Posner, thank you so much. You're the man. No, you're the man. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show, Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine it means the absolute world to me when people do this i would be eternally grateful if you do that we're pushing 100 ratings right now and it's really making a difference for this show and of course if you've not already subscribed to the show just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode i know you're not going to want to miss it And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough 
to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot, send it to them. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give.